0: Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great here on this hump day. A lot to get to on this edition of Locked On Cougars. We have a quarterback prospect identified and an offer extended by the BYU football program. Why is that significant? Who is Trayson Bourget? We'll explain ahead on today's show. We'll also get a look back in BYU history, talking about the 1961 BYU football program. Hal Mitchell takes over as head coach of the Cougars. How did things go? We'll examine that. And of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here at midweek. Today's show is brought to you by a new friend, Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to StatHero.com locked on for up to 300% back on your first play. Appreciate them being on board with us here. All right, without further ado, let's dive on in on a Wednesday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 9th. 2021 what's up everybody i'm jay catch your host here on locked on cougars resident byu insider i work for the zone sports network in salt lake city utah thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, the only daily BYU podcast out there. And a big thank you once again for your continued support of the show. It is a blast to be with you guys every single day and hope you guys will continue to come back every day as we talk about the Cougars. A lot to get to ahead on today's show, but a reminder for you guys right off the top, please make sure if you haven't done so already to leave us a rating and review, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Those five-star ratings as well as the reviews you sent in are critical to our success in terms of reaching out to find BYU fans and them in turn finding us. So a big thank you in advance for doing just that. All right, kicking off today's show, let's talk recruiting. We talked about it yesterday as well, but this one has a little more of a narrowed focus today, and we're talking about quarterback recruiting for the BYU football program. Obviously, BYU's had a hot run of quarterbacks recently, obviously with Zach Wilson. Now the number two overall pick to the New York Jets. According to reports yesterday, had his best practice to date as a member of the Jets. So, hey, props to you, Zach Wilson, Hope you continue to tear it up out there in the Big Apple. Make BYU fans proud. I know there's a lot of people wearing that Jet green, that gan green, and they are going to be very, very excited. Gotham green, excuse me, it's Gotham green is what they describe, the green color that the Jets wear on their uniforms. And a big tip of the cap to Zach Wilson. He continues to rep the Y out there in the Big Apple. All right, but let's talk about the future of the quarterback position for BYU. We've talked plenty about this coming year, the three quarterbacks uh, fighting for the job currently. Kalani Satake lifting the lid on something that I think we've all known for a while now, that Solje Maiava-Peters has kind of fallen out of the race. He's fallen back. It's now a three-man race between Jaron Hall, Baylor-Romney, as well as Jacob Conover to be the starting quarterback to replace Zach Wilson this season, but Obviously, the future of the quarterback position is always in question. And for months now, there have been a lot of people who pay attention to recruiting, yours truly included, that wondered who BYU is going to offer in the 2022 class. Kalani Sitake and Aaron Roderick, who's now BYU's offensive coordinator, have made it a point that they will always take a quarterback in every recruiting class, even if it's not necessarily a guy that they think is going to be a guy who's going to compete right away for starting reps. This year... Obviously, anybody coming in is going to be expected to sit for a little while, but that does not mean you continue to evaluate that talent try and find the best quarterback available to you guys. Will there be seasons the BYU probably takes a walk-on as the guy that they take in that recruiting class in terms of the quarterback position? Sure, it's already happened before under Kalani Sitake's tenure, but they do have a scholarship available for this year's class, the 2022 recruiting class upcoming, and it appears that the first person they believe in or they're going to give that opportunity to become that member of the recruiting class is South Point Catholic High School athlete, Trayson Bourget. He plays down there in Tucson, Arizona, formerly was a commit to the University of Arizona playing for the Wildcats, but then opened up his recruitment when they went through the coaching change to Jed Fish. But this is a big, notable offer for BYU, and allow me to explain for a minute here. For months now, people who pay much more close attention to BYU recruiting than I do, and I pay fairly close attention. I formerly worked for Total Blue Sports, part of the Scout Network covering BYU recruiting. So I obviously have my hand in it, but I don't cover it to the degree the guy like Jeff Hansen does who's been on this podcast. Jeff, in my opinion, is the foremost authority on BYU football recruiting. That's just my personal opinion. You may have other opinions on that. But for months now, we've been waiting for BYU to figure out what they were going to do with this recruiting class. As I stated previously, Kalani Sitake and Aaron Roderick believe in taking a quarterback in every recruiting class, and I mean every recruiting class. They want to have that room well-stocked with talent because they know in this day and age of the transfer portal, guys can up and leave at any point they so desire. It gives athletes the Uh, the ability to control their future so they're going to take a quarterback every class and for the most part they will keep scholarships available for a quarterback but every so often it may work out they have to take a walk on but this year Trayson Bourget is the first of the quarterbacks that BYU has been evaluating during this period to get that offer from the BYU football program that should be notable considering Aaron Roderick in my opinion is one of the foremost quarterback whisperers in terms of coaching in the Intermountain West if not the country he has a fantastic job. A lot of the development that Zach Wilson underwent as a member of the BYU football program goes right back to Aaron Roderick. He is a quarterback whisperer of the highest order in my opinion. He does a great job making sure that the guys who play for him are well prepared they're well versed in all of what they need to know about the position but they also have to have plenty of talent. He's not a guy who's just going to take anybody and say okay you're my guy. He is a, a stickler for evaluating talent and Trayson Bourget has been a BYU BYU's football camp this week and apparently has impressed Aaron Roderick enough that he is the first quarterback in the 2022 recruiting class to receive an official scholarship offer from BYU. That's fairly notable, as I mentioned, because we have just not seen BYU throwing out offer after offer, and that's not how BYU operates in recruiting. They like to evaluate guys and then make a decision, then extend an offer. They're not just throwing offers at guys just to throw offers at guys. Obviously, that's different in different formats of how things go with BYU sports versus other programs in the country. But I think this is a very, very notable offer. And who knows if Trayson Bourget decides that BYU is where he wants to play. He's a kid from Tucson, Arizona. He plays at South Point, as we mentioned down there. Formerly was committed to the Wildcats. There's no reason to think that Jed Fish wouldn't be right back in his living room trying to convince him to stay home there in Tucson. But apparently Aaron Roderick believes highly enough in Trayson Bourget's abilities that he thinks he can be the guy for BYU down the road will ultimately prove that Bourget picks the Cougars Only time will tell. And I'm sure there will be other offers coming from BYU for quarterback prospects, but I think it's fairly notable that Trayson Bourget was the guy. There have been a number of other quarterbacks out there, some of them LDS, some of them non-LDS, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or not, that have been out there who have been rumored to be being evaluated by the BYU coaching staff. But Trayson Bourget got kind of the lid lifted on the quarterback offer sheet for BYU this year. And I, I think that speaks a lot to what the coaching staff, Aaron Roderick in particular, must think of this young man. So, who knows if Trayson Bourget takes up BYU on that offer, but I do think it's notable that finally an offer has been extended in the 2022 recruiting class to a quarterback prospect. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll look back in BYU football history. 1961, Hal Mitchell takes over as the new head coach of the BYU football program. How did things go for him in his debut? Well, Some good, some bad. We'll talk about it here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our new friends at Stat Hero. Did you guys know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? It's crazy. Is that really all that surprising though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't really stand a chance. We want to introduce to you guys Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their line their lineup, excuse me, and dares you to beat. Them, if it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup, you're not competing against thousands of other people. Think about that. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have that advantage. Stat Hero is showing their, showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else really does that. Check it out, guys. Stat Hero wants to make sure you guys have an even odds opportunity, and maybe even better odds to win it out. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS, the way it's meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds in your favor go to stathero.com locked on sign up for free and right now you can get three times back on your first play yes they're giving you a 300 percent match that's unheard of go to stathero.com locked on once again check them out now stathero.com locked on all right friends I need to take a minute today and talk to you about built bars yes my favorite Built Bars in the world are all out there right now. I received the Grasshopper Cookie new flavor they launched this week, last week as a kind of a favor to see what it was like. And it's absolutely phenomenal, folks. Give that a shot. My orange bars arrived last week that I made on a special order. I want to encourage you guys to take advantage of all the different opportunities you have with Built Bars. What I love about Built Bar? They're healthy for you guys. High protein, high fiber, low calorie, low sugar. They are the perfect complement wherever you might be in your health journey. and By the way, they're a healthy treat. Think about that. A healthy treat that, that tastes like a candy bar? Give it a shot, folks. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 will get you 15% off your next order. I cannot encourage you guys enough to give them a shot. That's once again, promo code LOCKED15 when you get to BuiltBar.com. Order the Built Bars now. Give them a shot. I think you will be very pleasantly surprised at how good they are. That's promo code LOCKED15 when you get to BuiltBar.com. Proud sponsor with us here on Locked on Cougars. All right, friends, time to look back in BYU football history as our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown continues. Today, we're talking about 1961. As we mentioned uh, late last week and early this week, BYU had Hal Kopp as their head coach for three seasons. He ended up being fired for an alleged rules violation of BYU. Then his assistant, Tally Stevens, took over as head coach for two seasons. Very uneventful in that regard. Well, a second assistant was then hired as BYU's head coach. That was Hal Mitchell. And Hal spent most of his time as the freshman coach for BYU. But Hal Mitchell was a very accomplished football player in his own right. We're talking about a guy who played at UCLA. Uh, of course, the Bruins in the Pac-12. One of the big-time programs in college football history. Funny enough, Hal Mitchell came to BYU and ended up being a guy that I think BYU will look back on more fondly as we talk a little about how his career progressed despite him only spending three seasons on the sideline as head coach of the Cougars so let's start off with this 1961 Hal Mitchell is hired as BYU's new head coach as I mentioned a former player for the UCLA Bruins he was drafted in the 14th round of the NFL draft played one season for the New York Giants and according to one story I read actually turned down a guaranteed Five-year contract with the Washington Redskins because he didn't feel like it was the right fit for him and his growing family. That's pretty commendable. Ended up spending time in the Army. And when he got to the Army, according to a story that I read, he was uh, asked, Are you that Hal Mitchell that played for UCLA? And I said, Yes, I am. Well, you report to the field house and he was actually gonna play semi-pro, uh, which was what the Army teams were kind of like during that era. And he said, Well, I've got a knee injury. Well, apparently that knee injury didn't preclude him from being a team captain for the Army team that he played for at helped him in terms of getting his career started in football once again, ended up going into coaching and then joining BYU after coaching in the high school ranks for some time so 1961 is his first year in charge of the BYU football program and it did not go necessarily according to plan 2-8 and eight was the overall record for the Cougars 2-4 and four in the Skyline Conference we'll talk about the Skyline Conference here in a moment because it was on its deathbed, we'll explain here in a minute on that, but 1961 did not go according to plan very much another rebuilding year. This was the uh, third turnover of a head coach in what? A decade for BYU. As we mentioned, Hal Kopp had been the head coach for three years. Tally Stephen for two years. And now Hal Mitchell takes over. Just not a lot of continuity for the BYU football program. But Hal Mitchell, the one thing he did have going for him, and we mentioned this guy's name yesterday, was the fact that he had Eldon the Phantom Forti playing quarterback for him. And 1961 was Eldon Phantom. Phantom four ties first. I really break out season despite the lackluster record two and eight. Not great, obviously. You look at it, okay, yeah, whatever. Nothing to write home about. But Eldon Forti was absolutely phenomenal for the BYU football program. He played in the single-wing offense. That's something that Hal Mitchell brought to BYU. It was a very much outdated offense in most people's mind during this era. Kind of sounds familiar about a certain offense we're going to talk about here in about a decade, speaking of a certain Lavelle Edwards. But that single-wing offense kind of gave BYU an edge, And Eldon Forti really thrived in it. He just absolutely worked in the system as a quarterback, but more of a glorified running back who happened just to take the snap. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys about what he did for the BYU football program. But Eldon Forti really had his breakout campaign this season. And the stats uh, indicated as such. He was fourth on the team in kickoff returns in his own right. 238 yards and 12 carries for a 19.8 yard per carry average. Very impressive on that front. But in addition to that, he led the Skyline Conference in total offense there in 1961 with 891 total yards. And I know that in this day and age, 891 yards sounds like literally nothing, but it was a lot during that. He actually was the best in the conference by over 118 yards, besting Utah's Tom Larshide for that honor. He passed through the air uh, for 469 yards and ran for 422 on the ground really was a breakout performer for BYU in 1961, despite the lackluster record. Funny enough, as we have talked about in some of these recent additions, BYU's defense was the big issue. Wonder how Mitchell, the defense, was actually the weakness, because BYU played fairly well on offense with this newfangled or old-school single-wing offense that we've been talking about here, but just were unable to hold anybody down. Let me explain about some of the score lines here for BYU in 1961. They opened the year fine enough, losing 14-13 14 to 13 to San Jose State, but then they went and played West Texas A&M in Canyon, Texas, in what is called the Buffalo Bowl. By the way, Buffalo Bowl is a fantastic name for an arena. They lost that game 55 to eight, folks. They trailed 41 to nothing at halftime in that contest. The following week, a little better on offense, but the defense couldn't hold North Texas State down, losing 41 to 30. They followed it up a week later, where the defense actually held Montana down. Who, in this era, Montana was not good. BYU grinds out a 7 to victory to get to 1-3 and three on the season. They followed up with a heartbreaking 21-20 loss to Utah. BYU went for a two-point conversion that might have won the game for them. Had a penalty called on them. Ultimately lost that game by one point. Then were crushed by Wyoming 36-8. to Followed that up with a pasting by Utah State 31-8. to Beat Colorado State to avoid the seller of the Skyline Conference in 1961 with a 30-16 to victory. Colorado State would end up going 0-10 on the season. And then finish out the year with a 35-0 shutout loss to Oregon State in Corvallis. And then went to New Mexico and were just whipped by the Lobos 34-6. So as we mentioned, 2-8, and eight, nothing to write home about, but the offense was not the issue by and large for BYU in this season. That's kind of the, been the flip side of what we've been talking about recently. The offense was unable to score, and BYU didn't score a lot of points. 130 points across 10 games, it comes out to 13 points on average. It's very simple to do. The opponent's average was 28.9 points per game. The defense just could not... Force opponents to stop. And the bigger thing was the BYU's defense couldn't stop anybody from running the ball on them. BYU on the season gave up two thousand one hundred and fifteen yards rushing and a thousand fifty three yards passing. So just north of thirty two hundred yards on the season given up overall and total off uh, total defense. Just nothing you can do about that if you're the BYU football program, but we're going to talk about 1962 tomorrow, and of course the final season for Eldon the Phantom four tie in a BYU uniform. We'll explain what happened for the Cougars and also a new coach who comes in to take over uh, as an assistant for the BYU football program that some of you may be familiar with. We'll explain on tomorrow's show. That's more for tomorrow. Some of the notable names on this team in 1961 included Roger DuPay, who ended up going on to great success as a high school coach here along the Wasatch Front at Skyline High School. Many of you might know the Golden uh, Domes of Skyline High School. They were in that triple option for years. Well, I'm guaranteeing that Roger DuPay picked up his roots in the option game from that single wing offense that he was an offensive lineman for playing for BYU during this era. But that's one name to pay attention to so obviously not a great season if we're being honest with wins and losses for BYU in 1961 but better days are on the horizon for BYU and I think 1962 can be considered kind of a breakthrough performance because it included Elden and the Phantom Forti having just an absolutely stellar senior campaign and we'll explain more about that on tomorrow's podcast. There you go, 1961, breaking down everything you need to know about it as a BYU fan. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, including the falling of a legend that was a guy who coached against BYU. We'll explain here in just a few moments. Today's show, though, is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. They are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Of course, there are so many sports underway, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. If you're interested in those, you can check them out. Baseball season in full swing. We're almost to the all-star break, it feels like. Probably got another month or so. But still, all the sports going, golf, UFC, MMA. No matter what your interest is in sports, you can bet on it with Bet BetOnline. For the next pitch, before the next tip ball, check them out on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, their sign-up bonuses, and even their contest information. They're always running four or five contests, it feels like. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs go through the playoffs right now in the NBA and the NHL. It's a lot of fun, folks. Do it with BetOnline. Head to the website now, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. You heard that right. Take advantage of it now. Go to BetOnline.ag, sign up now, use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of our friends at BetOnline as they are your on deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com. All right, folks, before we go here on a Wednesday edition of the show, let's catch you guys up on some of the other news and notes involving BYU sports. And let's start off with a sad note. It involves an arch rival of BYU, and that is the University of Utah. But they are mourning the loss of former University of Utah head coach Jim Fossil, coached the Utes from 1985 to 1989, really had some interesting games against BYU during that era. Scott Mitchell getting one over on his hometown team down in Provo. Ty Detmer coming back, which is an absolutely monster performance uh, a couple years later, but Jim Fossil passing away at the age of 71 while having a heart attack while under sedation after having chest pains. just an awful, awful story our thoughts and prayers go out to the Fossil family at this tough time, losing their father, uh, the patriarch of their family who was 71 years old at the time of his death, obviously uh, Coach Fossil went on to bigger and better things in the NFL, most notably with the New York Giants and that Super Bowl run that he had there in New York City But, man, just a sad, sad story to hear of him passing away. Coach Fossil seemed like a truly good guy out there. And, of course, we, along with the rest of the University University of Utah community, mourn his loss in addition to the NFL community at large, obviously. And, by the way, folks, things are much bigger than just the rivalry. I know that he was a coach of the hated University of Utah. I get that. But this family lost the patriarch of their family, and obviously he had a role in the BYU-Utah dynamic. He was the coach that immediately preceded uh, Ron McBride taking over as head coach. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the Fossil family as well as the University of Utah family at large after the loss of their patriarch, speaking of Coach Fossil. Alright, on to other news here before we go. Uh, best of luck to the BYU men's and women's track and field teams. They are headed to the NCAA Championships. It's got underway at Hayward Field up there in Eugene, Oregon today. Looking forward to seeing how all 24 student athletes who are in competition will do. Hopefully they have good showings. BYU can have a nice showing in the national uh, place. The national uh, consciousness is what I'm trying to say. The national just overall uh, sphere of track and field. A lot of athletes in action. Hopefully BYU can place highly in that event over the next four days. It'll be taking place up there in Eugene. And then finally, congratulations. BYU's officially announced the signing of former East High School linebacker Viliami Tausinga. Uh, Tausinga played for the Leopards until 2018 before embarking on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The announcement came out yesterday. He's officially signed with BYU. He did not enroll in college before his mission. And obviously, according to reports of what I read, had some things to work on before he can enroll at BYU, and those have all been taken care of. So he is now officially a member of the BYU football program. And I can tell you this much: he comes from East High School, played for Brandon Madich, Coach Madich loved this young man. He's got sideline to sideline ability as a linebacker. I'm looking forward to seeing him in a BYU uniform. Adds to an already rich tr- uh, linebacker room and a tradition of linebackers at BYU in recent memory. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Viliami Tausinga can do for the BYU football. Program program down the road. All right, that is going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the podcast. I hope you guys are all doing great out there, wherever you might be. Whenever you might hear this, hopefully you guys all have a great day. Whenever you hear this as well, make sure to follow the show on social media on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. You can follow my personal Twitter feed if you so desi- so desire. Excuse me, at Jacob C Hatch. And as always, feel free to reach out with comments, concerns, whatever you might have via email: lockedonbyu at gmail.com is that email address. Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 9th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys manana.